Good day to everyone. This is Darth Anna. It's been a minute or 20. Uh, I hope everyone is doing well. Uh, it's been a good while. I got completely sidetracked. Um, but hey, life happens, work happens, and I'm back. Um, actually doing quite well, safe, safe and healthy um, in day number five of stay home and stay safe um, amidst the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Unfortunately, our governor here in Texas has not mandated a lockdown, uh, but my city's mayor, uh, Ron Nuremberg, who's been working very closely uh, in tandem with uh, Judge Nelson Wolf, actually is a former mayor of San Antonio and city council, have strongly urged for San Antonians to stay at home. So I was actually reporting to work up until last Wednesday um, when my company made my entire team remote. So I'm now working from home, actually, So which is good. Um, it's been a crazy week, I will say this. Um, I actually moved last week into a new apartment. So between work, packing, moving, and just getting settled in, it's been uber hectic, for lack of a better word. So, um, you know, before I begin this episode, a huge, huge shout out to all those on front lines of fighting COVID-19, uh, from the doctors, the nurses, the respiratory therapists, to the orderlies, um, anyone that's working in the hospitals, uh, not just the medical field, but those that are considered essential, grocery store workers, gas station attendants, um, restaurant workers, FedEx, UPS, USPS, anybody working that is considered essential and they're putting their lives on the line, um, you guys major thank you and a huge virtual hug is in order for you guys um you guys are going above and beyond the call of duty you guys need <laughs> need a pay raise as well y'all so you know it's um you know and for those that that don't know I don't think I mentioned it in previous podcasts so I used to work in in uh, healthcare before switching careers and a friend of mine told me a couple of days ago, she said, you know, I really shouldn't say this, Anna, but I am know you want to go back to the medical field, but I'm so glad you're not working in healthcare. And, you know, I really, really had a mixed feeling about her saying that. And, I, you know, I appreciate the sentiment. I appreciate what she's saying and that her heart is in the right place. But I couldn't disagree more. Um, I wish I was alongside my sisters and brothers caring for the sick. Um, there's people that I went to school with, university with, postgrad with, residency with, and you know, I, you know, these people are putting their lives on the line to help others, and you know, these are angels, these people, and amazing individuals that that I know and I'm wishing them all well and I hope they all stay safe safe and healthy for you know for their families for their loved ones for themselves so I, you know and that's one thing I do or I should say a couple of things that I miss about the medical field um you know not just for caring for others and having that patient interaction but having that camaraderie that I had with my colleagues and you know and it's not to say that I don't have it right now, you know, with my current, um, the current career that I have, but you know, it's, it's, it's definitely different. And, uh, 
and whatnot. So yeah, so this is dedicated to you guys. Um, in addition to dedicating this to them, um, I also want to dedicate this episode um, to my old high school best friend. Her name is Erica Wirt. She actually passed away last month. Um, she's 42 years old. Uh, we were only three weeks apart. I'm three weeks was three weeks older than her. Um, she died in a car wreck. Um, apparently what had happened, she had a, uh, some sort of medical episode. I even a month later, I don't even know. And everything's been kind of been overshadowed by COVID-19, but she had this episode. She lost consciousness, uh, lost control of her truck and essentially crashed head on into a tree. And, um, and she died. I mean, was pronounced dead on the scene. Um, you know, during high school, Erica and I were virtually inseparable. We were very, very close. Um, you know, the original BFF (laughs) and, uh, you know, but we, you know, we both got accepted to different universities after graduating from high school. And I was busy in college with my course load, my work study, making new friends. And, you know, of course I discovered guys, um, you know, as many as do when you go to college. Uh, and I was a late bloomer too. So, but, uh, anyhow, I mean, we drafted apart as sometimes friends do. Um, and eventually we stopped talking altogether. Um, we were on very different paths, um, you know, different walks of, of life and, So I, you know, and since then I saw her two more times. Once actually I was on a date my junior year of of college. And um, so, yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, I obviously didn't speak with her at that time because I was on a date. But the other was um, last year at Celebrity Fan Fest. I had just gotten an autograph and photograph or photo with uh, Lee Pace um, who I've been wanting to meet like forever. And, um, the, I was on my, on my way to meet a friend of mine who was actually waiting for me. He actually came along with me and I felt someone sort of watching me, um, you know, kind of like that, just that feeling when, you know, someone's watching you through the corner of my eye, I sort of saw a flash of green and red and I turned and I looked and it was Erica in a kilt looking right at me. And, you know, we sort of stared at one another for a few seconds and my friend's text came through and, you know, and he was waiting and ready to go. So, you know, I just kind of brushed it off and, and, you know, I went off without saying a word and, you know, and I, I regret now not saying hello or reconnecting and, you know, and if I had just taken the time to wave or say something, you know, and that being said, she didn't say anything either, but we just kind of like stared at one another and, you know, and I, I will always wonder if I would have said something, you know, would she said hello back or, you know, and I think she would have because I just, she didn't have a mean bone in her body, but, you know, and I'll, I'll never know because she's gone now. Um, I visited her grave a few days after she was um, laid to rest and, um, you know, I went after work and uh, back in high school, Erica and I went to see Braveheart together and she was like absolutely obsessed with the movie. 
partly because of her own Scottish ancestry. So I actually bought a um, Scottish flag and I took it to her grave and I fastened it down to the ground um, to honor her and honor our memories as friends. Um, and oddly enough, um, and I've, I've discussed my heritage before, you know, I'm, I'm a Latina. Um, and, you know, through DNA testing of not just myself, but my parents, my sister, you know, and other family members actually found out on my mother's side, we have very distant Scottish ancestry. So I think had Erica been here, she probably would have been excited about that. And, you know, I, you know, it would have been kind of, kind of nice to talk to her about it and, you know, and reconnect and, and see how we were, you know, as, as, early 40 year olds, <laughs> you know, so, but, you know, I'll never get that chance now. And, you know, I, I have very few regrets in life and it re not reconnecting with Erica is, will always be a regret that, that I have. So life is too short and, you know, it's, you got to kind of take the bull by the horns and, 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 you know, just, just do it. So, but uh, anyhow, so yeah, so it's been a while and a lot of things have happened from the geek front. Oh my gosh, uh, Rise of Skywalker came out. Um, actually, today as I'm doing this um, uh, podcast, this episode, um, they released the Blu-ray for Rise of Skywalker. As we know, Mandalorian Season 1 came out, which was freaking fantastic. Um, Star Trek Picard... Clone Wars Season 7, and here pretty soon we're going to get Season 3 of Star Trek Discovery. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, today I plan to focus on Rise of Skywalker and why I loved it. Um, and before I get into that, and I will talk a little bit about, about you know, Fan X, um, you know, before I get into the <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. But just a head heads up, guys, I am no longer on Twitter um, Twitter has become such a toxic, uh, cesspool of the faux fandom, uh, and just way too many trolls. Um, yeah, I'm just over it. Um, whether it be someone complaining about Rise of Skywalker being a bomb or Star Trek Discovery being too progressive, um, yeah, it just, it's crap. And, not to mention, there's a lot of uh, political trolling, and you know I've mentioned it before. I am on the democratic side, the, the progressive side of of politics, and um, so yeah, it's just not a great place to be, you know, at that time. So, um, so yeah, so going to um, and bringing into Fanex. Um, so I went back in September last year, and it was in Salt Lake City. Uh, I finally got to meet Jason Isaacs and Hayden Christensen, met Ian McDermott again, which was freaking awesome, as always. Um, had the whole Twitter conversation um, is toxic with Jason Isaacs. Um, you know, I had I spoke with him and my friend spoke with him for just, you know, a few minutes. And, uh, and, and of course, this was all prior to my leaving Twitter, but I told him I made a mention that I loved his tweets and he was essentially one of the few reasons why I stayed on Twitter. And, you know, he really lit up and, and, 
And um, he thanked me and uh, he said some, something about that it was hard to be on there because of the toxicity that was on there. And we had a great conversation about the importance of voting. So it was a freaking awesome conversation. So if you guys ever, ever get a chance to meet Jason Isaacs, I highly recommend it. He's such a cool guy to speak with. And I've, you know, I've always wanted to meet the guy. So I'm glad I finally got the chance to do so. So yeah, guys, just, I mean, do yourself a favor. It's, I'm so glad I got it off my bucket list. I'd love to meet him again too. So, uh, so yeah, so Fanex guys, oh my God, what a freaking awesome con. Um, I mentioned it before, I've been more than my fair share of uh, cons as a guest and also as a volunteer. And this is by far the freaking best con that I've been to as a guest. Uh, Very well organized, knowledgeable volunteers. Um, You know, the lines were quick. Um, Just everything, the way it was set up. Con was huge. It was absolutely massive. And we were lucky enough to get a... um, uh hotel literally right across from where they were hosting the con so i mean in salt lake city is beautiful uh i hope to go back again at some point to visit visit the visit the city um i only have one gripe about the con and it actually is not even the fault of the con uh but rather um hayden christensen and ian mcdermott did not get to have their panel which is one of the thing one of the things i was looking most forward to other than meeting Ian again and and meeting Hayden for the first time and doing photo ops and autographs and all that great stuff. Yeah, it didn't happen. Um, Rumor had it that Disney threatened the con with litigation right before the the panel was due to happen uh, with Ian McDermott and Hayden Christensen. And, you know, I'm like, really? You know, that's, to me, if I were Ian McDermott, or or and or Hayden Christensen, I would view that as a slap in the face because that's almost like saying, okay, you can't keep your mouth shut. And you know these these guys, you know, are seasoned veterans at attending cons. And you know, and I mentioned before, I met Ian a second time here in San Antonio, uh, almost three years ago at Alamo City Comic Con, and and he was allowed to have his panel with Peter Mayhew. May he rest in peace. Um, you know, before Last Jedi came out. So I'm not sure why all of the suspense regarding it. Uh, So, yeah. And so anyhow, after the panel had been canceled, um, I saw Ian right after that because I was going to get a selfie and get an autograph on my um, Funko Pop, Emperor Palpatine. And I saw him afterwards at his table with my friend. He looked, he looked distracted. Um, maybe even a little upset. Um, I mean, not at anybody, but it just like something was bothering him. And I'm not really sure if it was related to cancellation, but it was too coincidental. And having met Ian before, he's such a sweet guy, such a such a gentleman, a class act. And he's always happy to speak with us with his fans and and you know and I want to reiterate he was very nice and he was very sweet, but I could tell something was on his mind or something was bugging him. I mean it's all in the body language, so it came across to me as maybe he was potentially disappointed, and you know if you look at any of Ian's panels he's always excited to speak of his role as Palpatine and his involvement with Star Wars. I mean he just becomes this like this this you know, this big kid. And, you know, and, and and you can just tell that he's so excited about it. So 
I'm sure it had to bug Ian and probably even Hayden to a certain extent. Um, and so, yeah, you know, and, and I don't know, I could have been reading into it. I mean, they're human too, just like we are. They get tired, they get upset for, for other reasons. You know, it could have been related to something else, but to me it was just too coincidental. And I know, you know, just from having met Ian, you know, already previously, you know, he's very willing to speak about his career, uh, his involvement with Star Wars. I've had a conversation with him before about his theater career um, because that's how I first met him. So, you know, it, I felt bad for him. I felt bad for Hayden. They weren't able to have their panel. And I'm hoping that at some point they do get to have their in invited back again by uh, FanX. So, um, yeah. Um, and I've actually been advocating <laughs> for them on Facebook uh, to Fan X, um, who I follow and comment on regularly. And I tell them, oh, you know, I, re and I really do hope, provided this COVID-19, you know, situation, pandemic calms down and, you know, um, and we're able to get some, some resolution on that. But we get to see them come back this year, if not the following year. And and they get to have their panel. I was super disappointed that I didn't get to see the panel. And this, that, like I said, that was one of the main reasons for going. And definitely going on a Saturday. So we can only hope. So I'm hoping that that, that goes down. So anyhow, moving forward. So, oh my gosh, Rise of Skywalker. So much to say, but I just want to touch on four key points. Um, personally, I love the movie. I've been a fan for over 30 years. The ending was fitting, it came full circle, and to me, you know, regardless of what all the naysayers say, and, you know, and I do want to touch upon that for just a second, because you got a lot of people who have things to say about Rise of Skywalker, whether it be, okay, uh, Ben Solo needs to be um, you know, brought back or, or, you know, Ray should have been Ray nobody or Rose didn't get enough screen time or the LGBTQ couple didn't get enough screen time or it's stupid that Ray is, you know, uh, Palpatine and, you know, the list goes on and I'm, I'm just so over it. I'm so fed up with it. Um, you know, and to me, nothing is perfect in life. I think there are worse things in life that you should be putting your energy in. To me, I'm more concerned about COVID-19, the fact that we don't have enough ventilators out for people. I'm concerned about, you know, the people that are coming here to this country that are seeking asylum and being placed in cages. I'm concerned about that. I'm concerned about why our governor isn't doing a better job here in Texas to to take care of of you know of his citizens. You know, those are things that you should be concerned about, not a darn movie. And you know, this is coming from somebody who's been a huge fan over 30 years. I freaking, you know, I own a, a I mean, probably thousands of dollars worth of Star Wars memorabilia. I own a crap load of Ian McDermott stuff. I own a crap load of a lot of stuff. I mean, and this is coming from me, you know, and ultimately this is fiction. It's not real life. And again, no movie. I don't care. You can give me any movie. There is something wrong with that movie. There's going to be something wrong because 
human beings are the ones that made the movie. And no human being is perfect. So there's going to be issues. And to me, I've always been the look at the glass half full type of person. And to me, when it comes to Rise of Skywalker, the good far outweighs the bad. And really, I didn't see anything bad with it. Sure, should there have been, you know, some knots tightened up? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, <laughs> again, you know, it's, it's, it's not perfect. No movie is perfect. And, and you know, you, you can take that all the way to the bank and, and hold your breath on it because it's, it's just how it is. And I loved it. For one, Palpatine was back. Ian McDermott was back. Freaking love the guy. Um, I have to say this because, um, back when, not long after Alamo City Comic Con, um, I actually wrote, I don't write letters. I haven't written a letter in like a zillion years. And I actually wrote Ian McDermott a letter. Um, and I, you know, I'd introduced myself and, and I told him who I was cause I, I had had a t-shirt and I think I mentioned this in my previous uh, podcast. I had a t-shirt that said, I am the Senate. And it's like the American Senate with his face on all of the, our Senate. And so he, you know, he obviously um, liked it and said, you know, he called it an original and, and I had him sign it and, and whatnot. So, you know, I wrote, I wrote a, a letter thanking him for that and thanking him for coming and, and, you know, saying all these nice things to him. And then the other part, part of it, you know, because I know that he had gotten, you know, um, I don't want to say I was given a hard time about his Trump jokes, which I freaking and I even told him that I love the fact that he did it and said it because I'm I'm probably one of the big, biggest critics of Donald Trump. I'm very anti Donald Trump. And so anyhow, and, um, you know, so I told him that and, and this was not long, this is probably a few months after, uh, you know, Donald Trump took office and, and, you know, I, I told him, I was like, yeah. I wanted him to know that not every, I, and I think part of it too, is I was depressed. I was depressed about having Donald Trump as our president and it's, it's sad, you know, and so I think part of me was grieving, <laughs> grieving that he was the president and part of me was also, and I just needed to tell somebody, you know, and, and, and so I think I rambled a lot on the letter and, 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 you know, I'd probably say three quarters of it, you know, or I'd take that back. Maybe about 70% of it was telling him he's the greatest and, you know, E. McDermott is the greatest thing since line spread. And then the other 30% of it was just like, oh my God, you know, not every American is this way and this is how I feel and, you know, we're not going to let the country go to, you know, be torn to bits and, and whatnot. So, but anyhow, in ending the the um, uh, letter I mentioned um, that I would love to see Palpatine come back on screen and I just think it's so awesome <laughs> that I wrote that in 2017 and he came back so I was super excited about the fact that he was back and just as powerful and just as maniacal as as he could be and you know and just as adroit to his abilities in the force and you know uh, he was loves to talk about the dark side of the force and it being you know the pathway to the abilities that are unnatural. So 
So yeah, so I was, you know, super excited. Um, and to me, because, and I always think about that line that he does in Return of the Jedi, where he says, everything happens according to my design. And to me, the Skywalker saga can't end without him. It can't because it was it was all his design and he was the puppet master. He was the one that pulling the strings. He was the one that that was the master planner. I mean, he was everything. So and it's it was only appropriate to have him come back. So having Ian come back, um, I think was awesome. So I'm sure Ian McDermott would never never listen to this, but if for some reason he does, I want to say thank you because I think you and uh, Daisy Ridley were like my most favorite parts of the not just of Rise of Skywalker but of the whole saga I mean for me personally um and I love Harrison Ford too so he's he's there right there with y'all but uh yeah I just think it's awesome um so yes I you could only imagine how happy I was to have Palpatine back um the other thing that I absolutely loved was Ray being a Palpatine um a lot of people had issues with her being a Palpatine and to me I couldn't disagree more because to me it tells the whole story of it doesn't matter what kind of family you're born into you can come from a really crap family and and, and mind you her 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 parents weren't crap they they gave their lives to protect her but as far as her lineage is concerned she, her being part of the Palpatine lineage I mean, you can rise above that and be something greater. And, and Ray did that. And I think to me, um, the fact that she did that, it was a wonderful, it's, it's you know, even Ian McDermott said, uh, a friend of mine, she sent a, a video to me of, of uh, Ian um, at a con, I think with, with Anthony Daniels um, last month in Belgium somewhere. And... Um, he said he felt that it was a beautiful story. And I, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, to me, it tells the whole idea of Star Wars has this, you know, the old classic tale of good versus evil. The, you know, the fight of the rebels to put down this authoritarian, you know, uh, drunk with power and, and to me it just it, there's so many layers to the Star Wars um, um, saga I mean, or the Skywalker saga and and that that to me is definitely one of them the other one is family as well I mean family is not necessarily someone that you're related to it could be somebody you know a group of friends you know a group of co-workers and you know and so to me, that's one thing that I loved. And I think, again, it was awesome how she took um, the name Skywalker at the end when she's in, in the home of, of Luke Skywalker uh, on on uh, t his home planet of Tatooine and Anakin's home planet of Tatooine. And uh, he t she took the name of Skywalker because to me, Luke Skywalker and, and Leia, General Leia slash Princess Leia, of Alderaan um, were her surrogate parents. And they weren't just her Jedi ma Jedi masters, but they were her surrogate parents. So to me, I think that tells a, a very powerful story, not to mention it tells a, it, it's a great example for the younger generation and specifically younger uh, young ladies. So 
Um, the last point that I want to go on is Ben Solo being redeemed. So we have Kylo Ren, you know, as essentially turns back to the light side and is Ben Solo again. Um, you know, there was a lot of discussion regarding that he should have stayed alive. He could be with Rey. Uh, yeah, that's a little bit. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm like, the guy was a maniacal killer. He was drunk with power, you know, with the dark side and obsessed with, you know, with that. And yeah, maybe he was redeemed, but, you know, it, it, the only way for him to be appropriately redeemed was for him to meet his death and to me killing him off and having him absorbed into the force the way, you know, when uh, Anakin Skywalker ceased to be Darth Vader and became Anakin Skywalker, he was absorbed into the force as well. So that's something that is, is you know, I think to me had to happen. So, um, so yeah, so I did agree with that. And uh, everybody talks about the kiss uh, at the end. I didn't think it was a romantic kiss. It was more of like, thanks. I mean, I, I knew you, you know, you were going to come to my side and, and thank you for, for that. And then he dies and essentially in Ray's arms. So um, I don't agree with the Raylos that 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 was uh, uh, romantic because I I, don't, I think it was more of a, a kiss of gratitude. So um, <clears throat> as because as we know in the Star <laughs> Star Wars universe, kisses aren't always what they what they s appear to be, um, especially in the case of uh, Leia and Luke. <laughs> So, but in any case, I want to thank you all for listening. I wish everyone uh, a lot of love. Um, you guys be safe, be healthy. Um, you know, um, make sure that you are staying safe and, and try to stay home, guys. Don't, don't go out unless you really need to. And if you do, make sure you're adhering to the whole social distancing thing. I know it's crazy. I'm, you know, I, I would like to be out as well, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that, uh, we have to adjust to and hopefully at some point it's gonna, you know, it's gonna die down a bit and, you know, we'll be able to resume life, um, the way it was before. So, all right, guys, be safe, be healthy. Um, and until next time.